we have reached episode number 30, which means we're at the end of season two. I've started dividing my seasons up into 15 episode chunks, and we're at the end of the second chunk, and I wanted to share with you everything I've learned over the last 15-ish weeks, and I'll cover that ish in today's episode. But I just wanted to do a bit of a recap of everything that's happened to me over the last couple of months and what I've learned over the course of this podcasting experience so far and what I hope's coming up next. Without further ado, let's jump straight in. You're listening to Taking Back Joy, a more than marketing podcast. This is where we dive into how to market your regional and rural small business sustainably without being stuck to your screen. I'm your host, Meredith Page, and I was born and raised in a small town full of fantastic small businesses, and now I'm doing the same with my own family. I'm a marketing coach, a mum and a wife, and I want to share with you everything I've learned and I'm still learning about juggling a family, business growth, mental well-being and healthy boundaries. Here we market smarter, not harder, so we can take the busyness out of our businesses. If you're running a small business, raising small humans and trying to make a big difference in a small town, you're in the right place. This is Taking Back Joy. Well, guys, we made it to the end of season two, another 15-ish with a gap in the middle weeks um, of podcasting Taking Back Joy. Um, And I hope over the last 15-ish weeks, I've been able to help you take back a bit of joy in your business and take a bit of the busyness out of it so we can spend time on the passions, people and projects we actually enjoy. So to recap, the last ep- uh, last season, rather, I wanted to kind of let you know what I'd learned along the way and what I'm hoping that I can implement moving forward, and you might better learn something from it too. So, the first one has a lot to do with this 15-ish weeks, and it's about knowing your limits and setting some realistic expectations for yourself. Now, I know I'm always saying, you know, dream big and push towards those goals and really extend yourself, but there is a balance between that and setting yourself a bar so high that you're never going to reach it. Like this year in April, I should have taken one look at that month with all the public holidays and school holidays and major events and gone, nope, no growing and scaling this month. We're just surviving this for this four-week period. It was mental. And I feel like we do this so much, not only as business owners, but as parents, but we set ourselves these unrealistic expectations because we feel like we should be doing this and excelling at that and bringing more energy to this front and to anybody else like if our friend brought us that ambitious timeline we would turn around and go sweetheart you're not going to get all of that done you're going to end up in a puddle and in tears Um, but when it's us we seem to think that oh that's all right we got this I'll hustle I'll do it no 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 Um, There is a time for hustling and there's time for being realistic. And when you've got that many things on your plate that are beyond your control, school holidays, public holidays, you know, major national events, you really need to look at all that and go, okay, what am I realistically going to be able to achieve in this period of time? How do I set myself up for success here? So moving forward, what I've learned is I'm probably going to pause my podcast over school holidays. Like if I can get that far ahead of myself in terms of batching and scheduling, which is always the plan, um, great. But on the flip side, my target market are all typically parents for the most part. And like in this period, they're probably up to their necks in school holidays as well. So I don't want my podcast going live when the majority of my audience is distracted 
organising kids and work for the two-week break. So I don't know if I'll be necessarily pushing myself to publish content over school holidays from here on in because I feel like myself, I'm too busy just keeping my head above water with everything going on. And I'm pretty sure a lot of my audience is too because we're all in a pretty similar boat. So know your limits, guys. Set realist expectations. And don't do that thing we all do to ourselves where we take on way too much and then wonder why we're burnt out and upset. So we've got to stop doing that to ourselves. It's not sustainable. Second one off the back of a very chaotic April was that systems will set you free, my friend. So while I scrambled around the last couple of months, my systems, and shout out to the Rockstar VA who helps me run them, really came to my rescue again. And this is also something I've talked about a lot in the past, is the idea that systems in place and like like things that run on autopilot in your marketing, but more broadly in your business, if you want to apply it that way, create this really necessary buffer or like a margin for error which doesn't show up all the time but when it does when the sort of the the house sort of house of cards comes crashing down every so often that's when you realize and that's when you're thankful that you put the system in place in the first place so I just had one of those months where I'm like whoa I totally miscalculated what I was able to achieve in this four-week stretch and a lot kind of hit the wall but the systems and the software that everything that I have in place really picked up the slack for me and it really caught me when I fell over. So to that end, there's three key ways you can set your marketing and again, more broadly, some operational stuff. Um, You can put some things on autopilot to give you that buffer and that margin for when you're stretched a bit thin and you just need to, you know, do the bare minimum to get by. First one is systems. So what I'm talking about here is workflows, checklists, schedules, plans, um, calendars, things that like staff, virtual assistants, contractors, support people. They can use as reference points so they don't have to ask you for guidance all the time. It's like making the game plan publicly available, not publicly available, but available to all the moving parts and the people that are a part of it. Um, If you can really clearly articulate the game plan and provide like support material for the guys that are responsible for helping you implement it, it means that they can cover your back and they can pick up the slack when you stumble a little bit. So system is really important. Second one, software. My nerdy favorite subject, um, apps, tools, automations, like these are things that can be set up to trigger automatically in the background of your business, not just for when you're running on empty, but when you're asleep, when you're serving customers, when you're doing the doing, you know, these are things that can be plugged into emails, websites, social media, stuff that you can set up um, in advance and then run behind the scenes. So you know that these things are capturing client inquiries, questions, um, potential customers when you're off doing other things. So this can be anything from automated emails that are triggered when someone sends you an inquiry. It can be like the free downloads, checklist, vouchers, um, buy one, get one freeze that can live on your website when they sign up to your mailing list. Um, it can also be more administrative, like it can move potential customers closer to a sale by like um, getting them to fill out a more detailed inquiry form so that they're, you've got a better understanding of what their needs are when you get to them. Um, all this can essentially run on autopilot in the background of your business. And 
can be invaluable, especially for um, ongoing marketing, where once you know you have all this infrastructure for capturing potential customers in place, then you can focus on the lead, well, what's called the lead acquisition side of your marketing, which is basically, how do I get eyeballs on my stuff? So you can focus on the creating of stuff, whether it's podcasts like this, social media content, emails, events. You can focus on all that because you know that when people are ready to take it a step further with your business, your website has your back. So software, really big one. Have you just come out the other side of building your website? Or maybe you've had your website for a few years and you're kind of thinking, so what's this actually supposed to do for my business? What's next for this thing that I've invested in? And how do I take it from being essentially a digital billboard to a highly productive tool inside my business? Well, you're in luck. This is one of my favorite topics to cover once a website's built. And guess what? You're actually at the next exciting step in your marketing journey because now your website's complete, it's time to automate your marketing. Now you might be thinking, what on earth is marketing automation? Well, it's the process of piecing together software, systems, and apps that can run behind the scenes on your website that can draw customers in, give them reasons to do business with you, add them to your database for future future marketing opportunities. The sky's the limit when it comes to automations, both in terms of marketing your business and also lightening the admin load for moving customers closer to a sale. Now, if you'd like to know what apps I use in my business, head over to my website and download your free copy of my new guide, my go-to apps for small business marketing on autopilot. It's complete with links and tips on how to get started and it's completely free. Head over to the resources section of my website and grab your copy now. And the third one, subbies. Again, shout out to my amazing VA. Guys, get yourself a VA. Like there are tons of really highly capable people out there working from home who are great with computers and tech, especially if you're not, these people are invaluable. Um, And the good thing with these people like virtual assistant, sorry, I should explain, VA, virtual assistant. Um, you could kind of probably call it like equivalent of a secretary. Um, but typically they'll come with a fair bit of tech experience and things like that. And the good thing is, is they don't solely work for you. They typically work for a number of business owners filling the gaps on this administrative side. So they're learning things, testing things and seeing things in other businesses that they, they can bring that knowledge and apply it to your business. Like my virtual assistant has suggested things that she's seen done to success in other businesses that she thinks might work well for me and because she's been a part of like implementing certain apps and software and systems and things like that she's then best equipped almost set it up for me so then she can take it for a test drive in front of me and I can we can kind of fast track the trialing it in my business process um And I've really enjoyed working with this team of contractors I have now. They're all business-minded people and they bring so much to the table. And they enjoy and are amazing at all the things I hate doing or I suck at. Like, I'm a recovering perfectionist who had to do all the things. I'm telling you right now that the minute you get out of your own way and you let people into your business that can help you do all these nitty-gritty things that just bog you down, you'll never look back. Second tip there is get some systems, software, or subbies in place. Big thing that, because this isn't the first time that I've had a crappy month where the wheels have fallen off, and it is not the first time that I have been super grateful for the systems I put in place that could show up when I couldn't. 
Now, the third one is more woo-woo, guys, because, hey, it wouldn't be a podcast with me without it getting a bit woo-woo. That's just the way things are around here. Um, the idea of manifesting. Um, the, the more I do this, the more profound the results. So manifesting for me is like a combination of like casting the vision for what you need to achieve or what you, it is you're struggling with and trusting that the universe or if you're a more religious person, God, source, whatever it is that you believe in as the sort of guiding power, trusting the universe will send you what you need when you're ready for it. So this has happened to me quite a few times recently in both professional and personal life. And I think so often we get ourselves really wound up and anxious when we're desperate to solve a problem. And when we get to this point of desperation where we feel like we're forcing our way to a solution, we're out of flow. Um, and flow is when things literally flow, when when ideas come to us easily, when we find ourselves moving smoothly um, forward. When that stops happening and it feels like it's tough and it's frictious and we're forcing our way forward, um, it's time to stop. I used to actually find this when I would paint, like prior to all this when I was like back at high school or just out of high school, I was quite a prolific painter. And I would reach a point where it would stop flowing and start feeling forced now it took a lot of messed up artworks for me to realize that this was the point when I needed to step away and rest and come back with a fresh mind and I truly believe the same is true of business so I've started noticing in myself when the flow ceases and it feels like I can feel myself pressing my face up against the brick wall I know I've reached that crossroads and that's when it's time to put it out to the universe, calm down and trust that the solution will make itself known in due course. Look, and it mightn't be the solution I'm specifically looking for right then and there. Like I could be looking in the wrong direction. But if I keep my in mind that the next best step will come into light and no amount of stress or worry will make that happen any quicker, honestly, that's been paying off more times than I dare to count right now. So there's my three kind of key takeaways from season three, guys. Oh, sorry, season two. God, I'm getting a bit ahead of myself here. Know your limits. Set realistic expectations. Systems will set you free. Side note, get yourself a VA stat. And manifesting, guys, it's powerful stuff once you start believing in the process. So next season kicks off at the start of June 2022. Lots of exciting things I can't wait to share with you with that one. But I just want to take this opportunity to thank you for allowing me some space in your day for the last, we're up to now, 30 episodes. I am loving this podcasting experience and the way I can support you guys while you're driving, walking, doing the dishes, you know. Thanks for your feedback, your questions and your support. I can't wait to share more of this headspace, business, marketing, tech stuff with you so we can move closer to businesses that work for us rather than the other way around. Thanks for joining me for another episode of Taking Back Joy, a more than marketing podcast. Speaking of marketing, did you know you can put large parts of your marketing on autopilot? That's right, with apps, tools, and software that are really easy to use, you could be putting large chunks of your marketing pipeline on autopilot, which means you could be acquiring customers, educating them about their business, about your business, and moving them closer to a sale, all while you're doing the dishes, running your business, spending time with your family, or heck, just catching up on some sleep. I've put together a free PDF guide showing you my go-to apps for small business marketing on autopilot. It's completely free. Head over to the resources section of my website and grab your copy today.